Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. We do talk about Trey Young a little bit in this episode, uh, mainly from his nickname, Ice Trey. Do you think that it's worth it at all? Is it a good one? Is it a bad one? Uh, we can do a list of our favorite athlete nicknames. We talk a little, little bit about the NFL playoffs, just a little bit. Um, I know that we had a really long episode last week. We have to talk about the NBA some, and uh, it, it's going to be a great episode. Uh, so let's get started. Listen to the Church League podcast. Yeah, Corey wasn't ready for me to start there. Uh, it's Roman, um, as always, joined by Corey and James. How you guys doing? Good. I was still questioning all my life choices this morning. So yeah, so I picked up some ghetto gastro toaster pastries at Target um, in honor of Black History Month next month. They have like whole sections dedicated. To that's Black a, History Month. That's a bold statement. Are it's, you sure? Yes, that it they're says not there? It. It's, it like says it on the end caps. Like I'm not like okay. making it up. Like this so is a. They're specifically advertising. They're advertising Black History Month in particular for February, um, because of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday is in February, and um, I mean there are other things, but I mean so they have it's called they're called Ghetto Gastro Toaster Pastries. Um, they're basically. Um, a pop tart essentially there's no frosting on it which is super disappointing what um and they're singles so there's not even doubles the it was a very sad experience i was ready for them to be delicious uh they're they're average at best so for me this is target doing what target does yes they're marketing on low-hanging fruit 100 percent, they are um typically they have a section for whatever life choice you want to make correct We're just gonna leave that there yeah and um that's Kind of why I don't go to Target as much as I used to because they put it right in your face. Yeah, this is should they should be embarrassed. I wonder what the black community thinks about this as a statement from Target, right? Because I be think it is kind of it's. You know, it seems like they're pandering a little bit. I don't it, know that I appreciate it, that. I don't know. That is kind of a hipster move though to put one in there. They are from the Bronx though. They are. See, I mean, like, so sure. I mean, I, it is a what I mean. They're they're supporting black owned business. Um, which is yeah. Ghetto Gastro Toaster Pastry. I mean, Ghetto Gastro is a brand. Um, they have other things other than their well, oh, toaster pastries. It, it better be a black-owned business. Uh, well, it's right. Because if the whole not, plan, then right? it's right. It's it doesn't, really mean, doesn't, it doesn't even make any sense. Okay. Well, um, you've really caught us off guard this morning. That's what I'm here for. Especially three white guys talking about racial issues. Right. Um, well, I'm I mean, here it, for it. I'm. I'm love to to talk about some cultural things. Well, I mean, it's what we. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a it's a part of what we see every day. Sure. It's also, I mean, like... Not me. I don't go to Target every day. I I feel like I go every day. How did day. you find yourself in Target this morning? What was your It wasn't choice? this morning. It was last night. I We went yesterday because Lauren needed an alarm clock, and she needed a lamp for some lab that she's doing with her kids in school. She also needed a marble. I don't... I, I've just stopped questioning things. So, you, like, we would go to Walmart out of those necessities, not because we want to. Right. Like that's well, a, Target is closer. Yeah, and, and our Walmart is. I mean, the Walmart on Virginia Beach is also not that great. I went yesterday to Walmart to get a backpack for Easton. We went in there. He was like, "I don't want to go to that place." But you, go, but you have the Walmart on like it's off of Laskin or something. Yeah. Like Whatever that's not that's a that's a pretty decent. Walmart. I would yeah, I drive thirty minutes out of the way probably do that. Our Tidewater one is. It's scary. The one Tidewater is scary. Dude. <laughs> it is. It's fun. It's fun. Let's just say that. So um, yesterday you found yourself. Eating croissants in the morning. We were talking about did. podcasts the other day. We were talking about topic excuses, and you said, yes. "I'm going to be late to work because it's National Croissant what? Day." It croissant was National day. Croissant Day yesterday. Let me talk. Let me say why I knew that. I want to throw that out there. 
I follow um, Prosperity um, Kitchen, which is a local um, like bakery near the oceanfront, and they posted on their Instagram the night before all of the different flavors of croissants they were going to have, and they were like, get ready for hashtag National Croissant Day tomorrow. Oh. And so that's how I knew. I, I'm not like, I don't have it like marked on my calendar, though I'm going to now. So they marketed it specifically to convince you that it was National Croissant It was, Day. though. I looked and it they up. Got but it you. wasn't even National Croissant Day. No, not even. <laughs> it, no, was it was Tuesday. It was a big French holiday. Like, don't even, it's a huge, Whatever. it is. My generation thing. says that's not a real thing. Well, guess what? You got free pastries out of it, so maybe your generation I did. Really Thank you for that. that. I'm just saying. Thank I, you. It was the maple bacon. I thought was was extraordinary. Very good. James, you, you had some as well. Did you have a favorite out of all the ones you had? They were all pretty good. The uh, chocolate strawberry was probably the favorite. They were so to tie or these the, two, or the lemon blackberry tart thing. That was Ooh, that was they dude, were all blackberry lemon. So to tie these two conversations together, yeah. Ghetto pastries, National Croissant Day. Not the same thing. Not even close. Both pastries. Okay. They're both pastries, but like mm-hmm. the there's something about a homemade like. Pastry in general, yeah, that is just better than anything you can get in a box. Isn't aren't there chips that are like sponsored by wrappers? Oh, wrap snacks, wrap snacks, dude. Rap, I used to have some wraps. I used to have a wrap snack, but bag wrap snap. Say that again. Wrap snacks. Wrap snacks. Yeah, that's not just for one month of the year. No, no, that's, that's all, all year long. That's all year. They See, like I have more respect for that than I do for this. There's like a whole Migos specifically theme. marketed. You always anyway. need snacks when you're wrapping, so that's yeah. your own. Um, it's fair. All right. Um, we, we should we should get David to talk about what snap what what snacks he wraps with. See, I want to say snaps. It's hard. It's difficult. But if you snap when you wrap, it's it not work cool. Like, that's just a poem. Yeah, um, it's like Doctor Seuss. There it is. Yeah, we have we are we're going to talk about sports eventually. We cannot go two hours with this level <laughs> no, of conversation. No, we, we cannot. All right, so. Um, I want to go ahead and get the NFL playoff kind of out of the way. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the Super Bowl much this week. We'll talk about it next week. So don't worry about that. But two games did happen: um, the Lions and the 49ers, and the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, we'll talk about the Chiefs Ravens first, um, just to get that out of the way. I thought that the Chiefs defense looked incredible. Yeah, I thought it was the first time that Patrick Mahomes felt like if he didn't get the first down or he didn't make some incredible play to keep the offense on the field, that he could actually trust his defense to go out and help him win a game. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, um, They didn't score in the second half. Yeah, um, I mean, and the Ravens only scored three points after the first quarter. So, it was, I mean, that was an impressive showing from the Chiefs' defense. It was interesting to watch the Ravens. I thought, I thought the Chiefs won that game. I yeah. didn't think the Ravens lost that game. The Ravens should have they could have won that game absolutely they could have. um and it wasn't just self-inflicted they they had a lot of self-inflicted wounds from smashing helmets and cutting their hands on bleachers yep. say flowers cut himself after dropping or fumbling the ball trying oh to yeah reach running it. out and trying which to reach. again don't reach don't reach unless it's fourth down right it, it's just too important right yep, absolutely that, that changed the game it, was, it would have been second down on the half yard line yeah and and so i i said i wanted to see the ravens win for lamar Lamar was frustrated. Lamar, honestly, Lamar didn't play that well. He had yeah. several open throws out to the flat that he either he either overthrew or mm-hmm. he like he threw too low, so they got tipped. Like yeah. he did not look like himself. Man, they they did a lot of running against the Texans. They, yeah. you know they played the Texans the week before. They did. That was what we struggled with. That is, we struggled with that. Um, he they did a lot more designed run for him. Right. And I don't know why they got away from that. That's been the Achilles heel of the Chiefs all year was yeah. the run game. And I thought oh, this is like that was what I was afraid of because that was worst case scenario is like a real dual threat quarterback for them. And 
He had eight carries for 54 yards. And the next closest was Gus Edwards with three carries for 20 yards. He yeah. had you Lamar had a, a re- game like that. No, he had a reception for like 15 yards. Is he, the one he, he caught himself. Yeah, he, he caught did, a tip yeah. pass, <laughs> caught it, and ran it. And at that point, Zay Flowers had the most receiving yards, and then Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think in like till halftime. He is on the, the stat line most. for receiving one reception, 13 yards. 13 Zay Flowers yards. ended up with like 115 yards or something like that. Yeah. Zay Flowers are great. Yeah. He looked incredible until he taunted. And yeah. he read the taunting was so it's so like that's so dumb like there's no reason for you to do yep. that it's such a rookie move yeah and even if Willie Sneed or whoever I think it was Sneed that he did that to like I hope the Sneed like baited him into that I mean he did a little bit because he grabbed yeah. his leg or whatever which is good get in his head play that game it's Maybe. interesting we talked um, we were talking about the the Chiefs and what set them apart is that um, their play with discipline. So even if they're not catching the ball all the time or they're not um, – things aren't running smoothly, yeah. the discipline that they have to stay in the game mm-hmm. uh, makes them elite. And then when they start playing smooth with discipline, they're unbeatable. Yep. Um, the Ravens didn't have discipline. They were all over the place. They were frustrated. They were frustrated with each other. They were – and uh, that's a lesson they're going to have to learn if they're ever going to be elite. Right. Um, I thought – I think Lamar's MVP of the league this year still. Yeah. Um, in my I w- opinion, I would still pick Christian McCaffrey, but like I'm not right. I'm not upset if yeah. Lamar wins it. I think that for me, it's either one. Yeah. I just like I Christian think McCaffrey. part of his conversation is where he was at the end of last year. Yeah, it's not a comeback player of the year scenario, but it because could he's, be, but it, it could be, be, but but it's not. But they just they didn't play. They celebrated a lot after every victory playoffs. Right. They're dancing a lot, mm-hmm. and then the Chiefs' mindset going into that. Um, Andy Reid was like, "Hey, it's we're not dancing yet." Right. Well, they like, played. We're the, not about that yet. They played the football that they they know how to do. It looks like Pacheco, twenty four carries. Kelsey, eleven receptions. Like eleven he, targets. Eleven yeah. for eleven, dude. He killed it, man. Yeah. I mean, and those are the guys have got you where you're at right now. So yep. yeah. you know, ride it out. Well, uh, so I saw a stat the other day. Um, Andy Reid um, has been to the has played in the his conference championship forty four percent of the time in his career. Jeez. Oh yeah, that is. I mean that's like we're, that's we're talking about like we're getting towards the all time greatest. Well, coach Philly, that's what he used to always do Dude. is get you to that point, right? I mean, and then Donovan McNabb would choke and yeah, lit. best so. best Walrus to ever coach football. Right. <laughs> so right? I, have a, I have a Chiefs question for for a big Chiefs fan over there. I am a Chiefs fan. What's up? Um, we just said hey, they they kind of do what they've done. Pacheco's look good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kelsey looked amazing. Yeah, um, Rice even Valdez Scantling caught a couple big Huge passes in last. Play there couple at the games. end of the game to seal it. Do you think they're better without Kadarius Tony? Oh, absolutely. So that was what I was going to talk about next. Yes. So they have kept him on like IR basically. They're babysitting, and him. he went off on Instagram live yeah. before the game. Like he freaked out. He's cussing. I mean, he said there's every, nothing we can say from that that. No, on he, this podcast, I can literally say none of it. Was it. I can say nothing of what he said. But basically, the general consensus was, "I'm not hurt." They keep telling people that I'm yeah. hurt, <laughs> and here's the reality, Kadarius Tony, you're not good. You're about to be emotionally hurt. So cut. you're not going to be on the Chiefs next year. <laughs> they, you don't get to celebrate with them. I haven't been in many situations in my life where like someone learns cuss words for the first time. Yeah, and they just say the most random things. Yeah. It was like he was a middle school kid that just learned how to cuss, and he was just saying everything that he could think of. It made no sense whatsoever. It was ridiculous. Yes, he is a. It was it was outrageous to hear. I, I like listening. It was almost like I I thought he was like this was a joke. Like it was a meme at first or something. He was trolling, and he's just he's being so serious. He's like they're not letting me play. Like of course they're not. 
you can't catch the ball. You you consistently have penalties against you that hurt the team. It's just like you have not been a help to this team this season. Well, it makes me want to go back and look at tape and say, hey, is he? What's he like on the sidelines? Is he right. demanding the ball? Is he a prima donna? Is he creating tension within the the right. the, the team? Is he blocking on runs? Yeah, think, I like if he's a if he's blocking on runs and he's not a distraction on the team, he would be playing. Right. But that's what if Rice he's does. not even doing those things, that's why he's not there. Well, that's why Rice got, got got all of his playing time. You can you can watch like his progression of being the guy that was like, all right, we're going to run your way. We expect you to block. Yeah. I mean, he's a rookie, so like that kind of just comes with the territory. But it like it genuinely seems like Rice is just happy to be there, and he's also like playing at an elite level. I think Kadarius Tony's one more stop away from being out of the league. I did agree. he not? He's very it's a, Antonio it's a business. Yes. It's a business. You gotta like take your emotions out of it. Like you're not yeah. playing good. They're not gonna play you. Like you're not a Hall of Fame player. Why are you? You don't. Well, don't that's the problem that. with wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Is wide receivers the the expectation is to be emotional? Yeah, or the, at least that's the the culture over the last twenty years. Right. Um, um, lockdown corners are the same way. Um, there's some kind of emotional Maybe like Revis Island dra- yeah. drama that they bring, and it's mm-hmm. accepted because they're hard to find at Jalen an elite Ramsey. level. Yeah, but um, Kadarius Tony has not been elite. Yep, uh, they thought he was going to be elite, an elite solution last year, and he was injured, and he looked good at the, end the Super Bowl. Right, and so you know he got picked up. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's going to be the guy." Yeah, um, you know the Chiefs don't have to waste their time and energy with him because no. they're proven winners. Right, I mean, and, and with. Valdez Scantling coming and being, you know, somebody that seems legitimate. McCall Hardeman coming off the bench now, which is weird to say that he's coming off the bench. That's a that's not a that's an NBA term, but like yeah. he he fills that Kadarius Tony role yep. and he already has a rapport with Patrick Mahomes and he's he's faster and I mean has already been more reliable. Um but I'm interested you mentioned something about that 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 culture. I'm interested to know your all's thoughts on this. Um Jalen Ramsey uh, is has been a lockdown corner in the league for a few years now. Um, he, I mean, he has like the like the cross eye black or whatever. He'll consistently talk about his faith, but then you hear him mic'd up on the field, <laughs> and he's yeah. he's cussing people out. He's you know he's not a very nice human being on the field. Mm-hmm. Does as from a Christian perspective, like is that how we should be handling our business on the field? Um, I'm a competitive human being. Like today, I you know had a competitive moment with someone while playing basketball. I had, I didn't I didn't cuss him out. I didn't you know I don't think I made a dirty play, but I was not upset about getting in his head and under his skin a little bit. Um, as Christians is like the Jalen Ramsey like oh you know I do love the Lord I'm a, I'm a dedicated Christian but that's separate and apart from who I am as a competitor like the Lord's Supper and the offering separate and apart baby so my maybe my take on it is you know when did he come into Christianity or how is he apparently like, he's what's born the timeline apparently he's born and raised okay because like for you walking into a pickup game in the mornings you're the you're probably the minister in that scenario for most of those guys or some of even your own members are there with you. So, sure. um, and you've been in that mindset long enough to where that's sort of obviously the priority in life. But then, right, um, it, it having those weak moments to say something you're going to regret. Maybe you're going to be more thoughtful about that. Yeah. But if guys are haven't gotten to that maturity in their faith yet, 
then it's it's hard to not go back to muscle memory of what um, what sort of drives them. So like a lot of competitive guys, and I've been there, where you just lose your mind, sure, and your emotions because it means so much. And it's a certain point I have to turn off a switch and say I'm no longer going to be competitive at that level. Right? Maybe it's not because physically, because mentally or mature and with my maturity level, I have to. I can't go to that point. So I don't know what gets these guys to that level of elite success. And some of it is they're geared toward violence or they're geared toward trash talk or they're geared toward whatever. Um, you know, for me, I play a lot less pickup ball and things like that now that I've been in a minister role. Sure. Even as even more than a youth minister because, and not for bad language, but maybe it is subtle trash talking or giving an elbow here and there. And I realize I can't do those things in this role. Right. And so, you know, I, if football for him was sort of the priority first and then faith became a part of that, then I, I could see how it's difficult in those moments of football to not slip back into that sort of place, right? Sure, but I mean, is it, I mean, that can't, at what point do we start to hold people accountable? Well, I think at the, at the initial point where you say, hey, your faith is more important than anything else. But right. that's tough. I mean, we all have weak moments. I don't want to judge yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to, and I know we're not. Right, I'm not here to judge him, but I, I do think that it's an interesting conversation to have at some point, right? Like Steph Curry, for instance. Yeah. Like he's a well-known like Christian athlete. But he can say a dirty word. No, and time. he does. Yeah. And so like... Uh, you know, I'm not saying that we. I'm not trying to like. You know, harp I hate on, to even say that because I don't want people to think that he's. A yeah, bad I'm guy. not trying to like harp yeah. on Jalen Ramsey and not harp on other athletes that right. claim to do the exact that do this exact same thing. I just I think that that is a that is a part of sports culture that is just widely accepted. Hmm. That I like. I don't know if we should be like. What should we be okay with it? At, <laughs> You can have banter and competition and all that right. stuff without cussing at somebody or threatening somebody. And right. They, well, they say Philip Rivers was the biggest trash talker. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And would say all the euphemisms that he could, but never cuss. Yeah. Yeah. And it would drive people nuts because they they wouldn't want to be mad at him, but he would say the funniest things yeah. in his frustration that people just lose their minds because right. it was just hilarious. I've seen highlights of him getting cussed at by referees <laughs> because he is just like. Going off of the mouth, but yeah. it's not anything like so, it's like. Did you see that? Or like, yeah. wait for the next play. It's not. He's I think there's an art to it, and it's nobody's gonna hold him accountable. Yeah, out there. it'd be so, interesting I mean, for Jalen Ramsey in particular to like. Maybe there's an interview. Maybe there's a book. Maybe there's a chance to meet right. and say, hey, you know, let's. What does that sound like? Because to me, he gets lumped more in the Kadarius Tony conversation of, of course, yeah, of for ridiculous sure rants. Yeah, yeah, and and that's probably not fair to his faith. Of course not. But um, but it's it's really. Is it fair? Even is it fair for the two of us for our faith to be under a microscope all the time as the expectation for us to be perfect? Well, no. no. I mean, it is. I mean, it, it's not fair, but like it is under a microscope, right? Right. I mean, like, and not, and I don't even know if it's as much of a microscope as it is as someone at the J Jalen Ramsey level, right? Because he yeah. has millions of people seeing his actions mm -hmm. and what he does. I, I just, I would love to be able to have a conversation about that. At an, at, at, with someone at that level, yeah. Um, because even if you were to take that a step down and like pick a random corner from the Houston Texans that no one knows, he could be doing the exact same thing. And we're not talking about him, right? Well, he's not, probably not getting mic'd up exactly intentionally, right? And so, by like the NFL, yeah, because of where Jalen Ramsey has found himself, is should the expectation be set any different? Yeah, and I wonder too. Maybe he's better than he was. Probably. <laughs> right. I, I just I, I get 
I worry sometimes about the leniency that we have because of what they do. I think the solution to this, Roman, is for you to, right now, to put your cell phone number out to the community so Jalen Ramsey can call in next week. Yeah, hey, Jalen. Um, we need to get a hold of the team chaplain <laughs> and be like, hey, man, you need to keep this guy. Uh, right. Yeah, he's claiming this, but he's not He's not walking or talking it. You know, we used to know the – so Terry Rush used to be the chaplain of the St. Louis Cardinals, and um, he's a super cool guy. He used to – the only reason that I know him is because of the – Tulsa International Soul Winning Workshop um, used to be a huge thing, and he used to his church used to like help run that. I mean, like, we're talking like twenty thousand people in the early two thousands, crazy, um, and it actually no longer exists, which is wild. I mean, he would tell stories about like in the locker room as the chaplain and how like crazy it would get. And he's in the time of like Albert Pujols, Scott Rowland, Jim Edmonds, right. like yeah. I mean, like potentially the greatest St. Louis Cardinals lineup of all time, and. You know, having all these conversations with Pujols about his faith mm-hmm. and like um, how he would sort of like have the conversations after you know he had seen maybe some outrageous behavior or not Pujols like. I mean, Pujols was known for his sort of calm demeanor, like mm-hmm. not he wasn't very he didn't get like riled up pretty easily, and so like when he had those moments, him and Terry would talk, and like that's such a wild idea. Yeah, Pujols would hand out cars in the Dominican to kids. Yeah, with like scriptures on the back and stuff. So like, um, it's really it was neat to kind of be in the Dominican when he was really yeah. elite, and just to see how how much notoriety he got. I'm right, not sure. But we have somebody like uh, like Tim Tebow. Yeah, I mean he was very vocal about it, and I never heard much of him. You know, having going on these rants on the field. Well, it's interesting. I'm sure there's an underculture of how do you display your faith and not get canceled. Because Tim Tebow, there was a let's, there was a process of cancellation. Oh, absolutely, Tim Tebow yeah. from the NFL. Um, and I don't think the NFL is trying to like promote the anti Tim Tebow. It's not like they're going to make Kadarius Tony their vocal spo- spokesperson after sure. last week because they couldn't use that either, right? So what they're right. doing, and we've noticed this, is that they're selectively editing things. Maybe things we see live aren't getting put in the replays of when course. people you know give a nod to God and things like that. So you just I know. Um, when Duck Dynasty came out, they were sort of bleeping out things that were being said, but they yeah. weren't cuss words, and they had to tell the the, the whoever was broadcasting that, like, "Hey, this makes it seem like we're cussing, we're not." Right. right? Um, but it, it gave an edge to it, which is ridiculous. And then the, I would have never thought that that was reality. Like, who I would do that? It's crazy. But for some reason, that part of culture, people want to feel like they can identify with. Right. And um, and cussing in particular is a dangerous game. Right. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say I've never said a cuss word. I remember the first time in middle school where I was pressured into saying a cuss word. Yeah. I'd never said anything and I knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I had friends that were like, come on and they just oh, yeah. wanted to to have that moment. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And I remember the first time and then I remember how hard it was from that moment on to pull that back. Because they thought it was funny, or because then right. it was, and then it was a way to sort of uh, put an exclamation point on the end of a conversation. And for some cultures, cuss words are verbs, adjectives, oh yeah, nouns. I mean, it's everything. Right. It's so, you know, I don't want to say Kadarius Tony could he get his point across a different way? Yes, but right. his his culture per, cultural perspective on the way he speaks yeah. is probably a lot different than ours. Right, and so 
you know, that's why it's so shocking for me. But for other people, it's like that's just how we talk, right? Right. I mean, I, I think that like even the idea of like universal sin is like a, is a scary rope to walk, right? Um, because like for instance, um, you know, I, scripture talks about honoring your father and mother. Mm-hmm. Well, I was as a child, I was never allowed to say shut up. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like to say because my parents said, "Roman, you cannot say shut up." It is essentially a cuss word in our home. Yeah. And so, um, but then I had friends who said shut up whenever they felt like it. it didn't matter because their parents didn't care, right? And so, in that moment, I and this is my personal opinion is that like if I would have been saying shut up, that would be me not honoring my mom and dad. Therefore, that would have been sin for me, right? But mm-hmm. for all these other kids, no, because of the culture and the lifestyle in which they lived. It doesn't mean that like they're heathens and it doesn't mean that I'm some goody two shoes. Right. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the way it's, it's the, the reality in which we lived and that doesn't make anyone better or worse. Um, but I think that it is an interesting conversation, um, that I, that I would just, I'd want to hear different perspectives on. Um, it's, I think, you know, like the ghetto gastro toaster pastries, it's easier for us to sit and have this conversation as three dudes who all go to the same church who live in the same town. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I have, I don't really fully know Kadarius, Kadarius Tony's upbringing or Jalen Ramsey's upbringing yeah. fully, and so to to hear that their perspective, I think, is 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 unique and also incredibly important. And I'd love to be able to be a reporter at some point and ask him that question. I'm fairly um, confident that Kadarius Tony, in in a Sunday morning church setting, right, would know how to sort of balance his conversations better. Absolutely. Most people know there's yeah, a limit to that awareness, social though. awareness, right? And so I, I don't feel like the NFL environment is a cue for appropriate social awareness when it comes to faith, right? For guys who aren't mature, but for some guys, they know, hey, this is my moment, and you can even tell when it sometimes when it feels sincere, when it doesn't, when it's like. First off, I need to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they kind of go through the, oh, yeah. the list. But some guys are like, hey, before we go, I want to tell you, I'm nothing without. Right, you know my relationship with God, you know, and then you can kind of see even at how it's talked about, and I don't want to nitpick on those those things. Even I appreciate that someone is at least training or preparing people with a mic shoved in their face to say things that are healthy and appropriate. Right, but not everybody's prepared for that, and some people just aren't about that life. But I think it's a very interesting perspective as well. Um, we could easily get let down when we look at people of faith as yeah. we see in culture and expect certain things from them, and you're just yeah. not going to get it. Hey, Christian Chronicle, you happen to be listening to this, and you need a sports reporter that gives you media access to <laughs> games, let me know. Is that the Gospel Advocate? No, they're not giving me any access <laughs> to anything. Um, but uh, I, it's a cool idea. All right, so there's a whole other game that happened. Um, it was uh, the Lions and the 49ers. This game was... Closer than it should have been wow. yeah. because Detroit should have had a blowout. And oh, that was a game of two halves, right? There. I saw I, it's funny, there was a there was a meme and it was like Detroit the first half, and it was like somebody had started to draw a horse <laughs> and it was done like really, really well. And like as they kept going, it just kept getting uglier and uglier, <laughs> like a child drew it. And um and it was, I mean it's super accurate. Well, we all picked the Lions, we which did. we knew at that point. And we looked real good forty nine first half win, there. Right. Um man, the Lions ran the ball. The first half, and yeah. then they gave up the run. They ran it like, I don't know, ten or twenty times, maybe even less. Right. Um, the second half, um, they weren't in a position where they had to throw the ball. They weren't in a position where they had to take big risks, but they took all the risks. I said Dan counts. Campbell made all the right choices, even though they didn't turn out right in the games leading up to the playoffs. Right. He made all the wrong choices in the playoffs with not kicking a field goal, going forward on fourth down, but 
they had opportunities, even in those fourth down moments, where the balls, there was the right play, they could have gotten caught. 49ers made good defensive plays. Um, they folded to the pressure. Josh Reynolds looked like Kadarius Tony. He had two, there, there were three really, but two incredibly important drops like that would have kept the drive. Yeah. One, of, one of those is a fourth down that he dropped wide open, by the way. Like he, nobody touched him. Yeah. He just dropped the ball. He had three drops. Dude, I mean, he. And they were the worst times. And they, the were, drops, it, yeah. they were the worst times. And so I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying that Reynolds is the reason they lost the game, but some of those were huge momentum swings. Yeah, the Lions seemed like they were one score away early in the second half and putting that game away. Yeah. And then once the pressure came back, and it really happened when um, 49ers scored, kicked the ball back to the Lions, and they fumbled their next running play. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, here we are. And once that game was even, it was over. And I was excited. It was Brock Purdy's emotion at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good for him. I mean, he's a, everyone's doubted him. We've talked about if he's not even a – he's a game manager, but a glorified game manager, right. I think was the quote we had. Um, he's am, got good talent around him, and, and I want to root for that kid. It's exciting to see. He's getting paid peanuts compared to other people. He's getting paid um, peanuts compared to college kids. So, it, you know, I don't know. The, against the Chiefs is going to be a whole different conversation. Right. But um, – but, I think yeah, the 49ers I mean, look the, pretty he's good the first, first Mr. Relevant to throw a pass in the NFL, yeah. which is cool. And, and that's the first playoff game with a number one pick and a last pick. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> James is James playing James with James his phone. Playing games James, do you phone. want to join us over <laughs> there? What are you doing? Watching Clash highlights. Of Watching uh, highlights. <laughs> right. So, like, I... I'm his face is like his phone just went off good. at church. <laughs> I am still under the impression that he is just a game manager. Um, Alex, Alex Smith um, had a quote, and he was like, as the unofficial captain of game managers, Brock Purdy is not invited <laughs> to the club. Well, he um, he has to be. The 49ers do not need a savior from the quarterback perspective. No, they don't. Not like the Chiefs had at times. Right. No, they, yeah, they don't like they do not need anyone other than Brock Purdy. Like yeah. that's not like they don't it is not a necessity for them, but for me it was at any point having Brock Purdy in the MVP discussion was just blasphemous yeah like he is he has uh brandon Ayuk and debo samuel who lead the league in as as receivers in yards after the catch and contact and george kittle's good at that and george kittle is the is second right behind travis kelsey in the tight end position and then you have christian mccaffrey who leads the league in yards after the catch yards after the um and yards after the run after contact in the league so on average, Brock Purdy is throwing the ball down the field five and a half yards. We'll say uh, maybe midpoint the season, Brock Purdy's stats were really inflated. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're inflated, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not like... And they didn't play. They played a really... They played a difficult back half. It was like all the right. bird teams. They played the Eagles. They played the Seahawks. They sure. Played, they played all these teams in a row. And, um, you know, they had to sort of figure it out. Well, and it's not his fault. Yeah. Like, I'm not like blaming Brock Purdy, yeah. but like... I'm not. I'm not putting Brock Purdy at the level of MVP, MVP in the league when he's not the best player on his team. No, if he's out of this scenario, he's not doing much. In the yeah, NFL. I mean, put it. I mean, like, shoot, man. You, I mean, you put Bryce Young in that scenario. It's. I think it's the same outcome, right? You know, it's interesting with um, the Josh Allen draft class. I think it was was that Lamar too. Uh, maybe um, the the first quarterback out of that draft class to make a Super Bowl is um, Sam Darnold. That's ridiculous. <laughs> 
What's well, and you look at the 49ers quarterbacks. Garoppolo, I thought was a pretty decent game manager, mm-hmm. but but Brock Purdy's chosen over him because I think his character and you know he's not trying to be. He made better decisions. Did Jimmy G yeah. have Christian McCaffrey? No, I don't think yeah. So. I well, don't. at some point last year he did because they had Jimmy G and he got hurt. Yeah, they Brock got Purdy hurt, got hurt. And then Brock Purdy. J- James still watching videos on his phone. Um, <laughs> James, you go outside. Roman and I are going to continue this conversation. Yeah, it is. It was Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, gross. Chosen Rosen. That's oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's oh. what's scary. This is really scary. How much pressure these um, organizations have to pick the right guy. I will say you had three of those quarterbacks in playoff games. Yeah, like second round playoff games this year. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think, 49ers Chiefs? That's obviously the matchup, right? I mean, we got a we got a week of media before we get a week of picks. Right. But I mean, barring no no other injuries um, throughout the week, um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think I think Brock Purdy is going to turn into what he was against the Ravens during the regular season. Maybe not four picks, but like I think he that was the most high pressure game he had played in because yeah. it was the it was a key matchup and now he has to I mean this is Christian McCaffrey's first Super Bowl, right? Or is it his second? Second. He was with the oh, he was with Cam Newton who couldn't Cam Newton, who yeah. couldn't wouldn't fall on the ball to save the we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. <laughs> uh as an Auburn fan I disowned him after the Super Bowl then. Um whew, that one was rough to watch. Um yeah so I yeah, I'm I'm a believer in the Chiefs. It's a, it mainly because it's a been there, done that, and I refuse well, to I think bet against Patrick Mahomes. The further you get in the playoffs, the more the quarterback matters. Yeah. I think defenses are pretty much equal in these in this case. Yeah, if, I, if I Kansas City may not even be maybe even better. I don't know, but um, like I don't it. think the pass rush against the Lions wasn't there again, which is shocking with right. the 49ers. So, um, to Patrick Mahomes Bosa and Young, like yeah. that's. Someone said I saw I saw a video the other day. They said Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes look looks like um, Johnny Depp on Pirates of the Caribbean when he's running. He does. Though. So his arms are all yeah, over the place, and, <laughs> and I can't unsee it. Um, but um, but I think he he's going to do what he does. He's been there in so many moments, and right. Brock Purdy really wasn't there last year, right? Because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's tough to pick against the Chiefs, but I will pick the Chiefs as well. Nice. All right, James. Are we having to do picks right now? Yeah, dude. It's just one game. I thought we said no Super Bowl talk. We could change our minds. It's very very few. We're not going to talk about it after this. But we'll make a pick, and then we'll talk about it more next week. For right now, I'm going to go Niners, but that is subject to change. Boo. Boo. That's fine. No, I mean, one (laughs) of those needs to be different. I've got family in California. They're big Niners fans. I'm I'm root for the Niners, but I just don't see it. I will not be And I missed both my picks last week because I thought it with my heart. I'm excited for some good tight end football. I can't wait to talk about Kittle commercials and Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, George Kittle is such a boomer bust tight end. Like he's either going to yeah. give you a hundred yards or fifteen yards, but he's always going to block for you. He will block. Yeah, he will. And you know, um, it'll be interesting. It'll be a great matchup. Well, hey, oh, well, thanks well, to trades in fantasy football the last two years, he has been on my team at the end of the year. We years. will. You're welcome. We will talk <laughs> about Super Bowl more next week um, because. That's basically all the media is going to talk about. Can we say, is it the big game? Can we say the word Super Bowl? Sure. Why not? Why would I not be able to? It's not copyrighted or anything. Yeah, it is. Um, Radio can't say Super Bowl like regular radio. I mean, come uh, get us, NFL. Commercials say the big game. If we were making um, money at all off of this podcast, then sure. 
Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I hope they do, and mm-hmm. then we get in the news for being... That'd be awesome, dude. Then maybe we'll become famous that people, way. I say people would then listen to us <laughs> and... Take three media passes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Take us to the Super Bowl. Um, all right, so uh, the NBA. Um, that's the transition I had. It was, there's nothing it's a good one. It. I like it. Yeah, NBA. Um, so... Uh, I guess the biggest news more recently is Joel Embiid got hurt um, playing against the Warriors. I don't know. We watched the replay. Jonathan Kamingo's going for a loose ball. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it was dirty. I don't think it looked dirty at Definitely all. Didn't look dirty. I think he, he was, was going for the ball. He was going for the ball, and he hit his. He landed on his knee. And they said that in during the replay or whatever, they're saying that maybe hyperextended it, but like worst case scenario, it just hit flat on the ground. Like I don't also, know. it's a really good opportunity for a guy who's beginning a lot of play. To have a reason to sit without yes. without taking a game day, right? You know, so like he got booed in the Nuggets game because yeah, he came yeah. out in street clothes, and the Nuggets fans are booing him because he's not playing. Like, right. calm down. We paid for this. No, he did a seventy points. By the way, in between that, Luca had seventy three. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Luca made it look easy. There's was, been more seventy point games in like the the this first part of the season than in like two decades. I know, of, man. NBA sports because we've just gotten too good at offense. I mean, like sure. I, th- it's it is, and and I say too, I, we've gotten too good at offense. That is clearly what people practice more, and it is obvious that like seventy five to eighty percent of basketball is offensive practice. And then the rest, and then you take whatever's left on defense, right? Well, I mean, just you get, stay in shape. You get yeah. elite scores at a point where there's nothing you can really do on defense. Right. So why practice that much defense? Right. Because good off, like perfect offense beats perfect defense every time. Yeah. Um, and there's literally nothing you can do. There's only there's only so much help you can give. There's only so like you can only be so fast and like you, you know I, there's gonna be people that argue like oh you took the hand check away so you can't really and I'm like uh I mean like. If they didn't take the hand check away, we would have just gotten like the Kevin Durant sweep under the arm earlier, yeah. right? I mean, it would just happen. Everything, all of this would have just happened years before. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that it is a, uh, I don't know. It, it's almost become boring because it's what I've watched. It's like watching shoot around. Yeah. It's, well, like, it's like an all-star game every, every it, time. Yeah. It is. And it's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, and then, and then it, it turns up times 20 in the playoffs. As far as defense goes, yeah, um, I which, guess five or ten years ago, maybe less than ten. You know, when the when the Warriors really started to get it together, like yeah, when Curry really started to find his own, and you're like, wow, they really put together a team that could win some championships, right? And then there was a few seasons where I would just watch because you just knew they may hit, he may hit ten threes in a row, right? And so there was like this anomaly, and now it's it's kind of how it is across the board. Right. You know, the Celtics get hot and they just feed Tatum or they feed Brown until they miss a shot. Right. And so that's your goal is Devin White or whoever is to get the ball, get down the court and give it to the guy who hit the last shot and see how many they can string together. Yeah. And so there's not a lot of like actual team play going on. It's feed the hot hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it becomes sort of like shoot around practice. Um, right. And, uh, man, NBA is just like I said last week. It you know with the trade deadline, it's hard to cheer for a team when you don't know what players are going to be on it. Right. And you know regionally, we don't. I, the Pacers were on last night against the the Celtics, so I got they to watch. Good, they the look way. good. Yeah. I mean, the addition of Siakam is huge. Yeah. And I mean, obviously Tyrese Halliburton is nuts. Yeah. He's so good. Um, he's a big Brock Purdy fan. Uh, Iowa State. 
Right. He well, came with the Brock Purdy jersey on the other day. Going back to the defense thing, though, you think – I mean, I wonder if it's the guys just they don't want to get too close or, you know, I don't scared of getting burnt or, you know, put on skates. Right. Well, you can't close out. You can't close out and get in space with shooters anymore. Well, and these guys are so athletic, though. Yeah. You get too close to them, and one wrong shoulder move this way, and yeah. they're blowing past you. So, yeah. like, so like they're a, so athletic these days, it makes defense that much harder. Right. So young guy like Kaminga, he is he's effort all day long. I know. So yeah. you know, smart guys are going to take advantage of that. They know he's going to overcommit, and they're right. going to put him on skates yeah. and then stand over him, or they're going to get hurt by him. Yeah. And so some of them are like, I don't even want to be on the court when this guy's on the court because he tries too hard. And then you got Dylan Brooks who's just hitting LeBron James in the face the other night. Right. <laughs> and it, it's a basketball play, but it, nothing's a basketball play when it comes to him. So, like, sure. you've got guys, I'm sure, that are like, please, I don't want to be in the game when he's in the game. Yeah. You know? I mean, we feel that way sometimes about – or we felt that way in the past about some of the guys we play pickleball with. It's like that doesn't feel like basketball. That just feels like – you're like not trying to hurt someone, but like you don't care if you hurt someone. Yeah, and the NBA is real good about when a game's out of hand, taking their starters out. Yeah, because out of hand games get sketchy, right? And you know, pickleball is the same way. Like when you're yeah. saying, "Hey, we're going to run full court, and there's going to be 15 or 20 people there trying to pick up," I'm like, "That's not my environment." Mm-hmm. I watched a. I went to a, a local. I won't say their name because I'm going to talk a little bit of trash about them. A local <laughs> um, private school's basketball game. And it's a blowout. They are losing by like 20 was with it? like a minute left. Yeah. This wasn't last night. This was not last night. Okay. Um, this was last week. Okay. And they're losing by like 20. And the coach still has their starters in with like a minute left. And I'm thinking like, call timeout, get them out of there. Like, There's no reason for them to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Next play kid like rolls a mess out of his ankle like potentially not like they 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 like potential high ankle sprain like done for the next like six weeks which would be their whole season yeah, yeah. and it's like what are you what are you doing that's it's so dumb right because coaches that level aren't no they don't care i mean it's not that, it's not that they don't care they're like they are unaware yeah or they it's a private school so they're like well, I played lacrosse, so like I'm kind of an athlete, so I can coach basketball, right? Yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's it's what's available. It's not like not a knock on them, but like as a coach, those are things that I think you should be aware of. Well, I don't know. I've seen some of Taylor's uh, middle school games, private school as well, and I would gladly go stand on the side of the bench and coach over some of the coaching decisions that you see yeah. being made. Well, some of that's pressure on who the players are and who their parents are and who donates right. to school. I mean, there's the <laughs> there's political pressure in public schools to have your kids in the game or people playing or not playing. Yeah. But private schools, it even gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Because there's a whole lot. Yeah. There's a ridiculous amount of money. Well, I'm involved. excited about the NBA's trade deadline coming up and seeing you know how everything kind of works out. Yeah. I'd for love me, to s- let's get past the trade deadline and see what teams are actually going to be there for the final push. I'd love the to see Knicks the Warriors winning eight straight, making That's a push. Wild, so who do you think is going to need to make... The Warriors need to do something. I mean, I think it's clear the Warriors need to do something. I mean, Steph only has so much of a window, and it's his team. Yeah. Um, And it's not like he's not performing at a high level still. He's just not getting help. And as much as I love Klay Thompson, he is still underperforming. Now, I mean, he can't help the fact that, like, he he came, he had a massive injury, right? And, and, like, most people are never the same again. Um, I'm tired of Draymond Green. I, I have never been a huge Draymond Green fan. I just I don't like the way that he plays basketball. I he is not a bad player by any means. He is incredibly incredible defensively. Yeah. Um, but he is unnecessary. <laughs> um, 
I really thought the Warriors were going to go get Siakam. I thought he was the perfect fit yeah. for them, and for him to go to for him to go to Indiana and like the Warriors miss out on that. I don't. Hey, I was pumped. That, I mean, it's a the, great pickup the, for the Pacers being buyers in this scenario. Yeah, and 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 have they look really good as a core? Um, I think you're right. I think the Warriors need to do something. Their shelf life is quickly running out. Um, I think the Bucks did their thing by getting a coach, but I don't know if they're going to be able to add. Right. I think really sneaky for the Bucks losing um, Holiday. Yeah, um, their defensive numbers are a lot different this year. Yeah, and um, I don't think the Celtics are going to make a move, but I think they're going to look different in the playoffs. They're a scoring team, but I think defensively they're better than people think. Why does no one talk about Damian Lillard's lack of defense? I they talk about Steph's lack of defense all the time, and they talk about Damian Lillard not is because he's obviously not as good of a shooter as as Curry, but he's good. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, a great, he's great. He's incredible incredible offensively. They never talk about how poor he is defensively. I think it's just a given. I mean, yeah, but like... Is it because he's more likable? Like, maybe. Like Harden got... he. Golly, the narrative on his defense him, was terrible. Yeah. And he was an elite scorer. Yes. So was he not likable, and that's why they talked about his trash defense? I, he well or the Portland Portland has never been in a position where it really mattered and Houston they were always right there so then you had to blame someone. Where he's clutch, I think clutch shots. Yeah, change the narrative, right? I mean, like yeah. Dame time, and he's he's ending. He's, so he's a staple as a character in the NBA, right? You haven't had to talk bad about that because in the when it matters, he's not there. The teams aren't in the playoffs. Houston historically were right there, and then they w- wouldn't make it again. So it was either um, um, Chris Paul injury. Right, he can never stay healthy, and that was always his thing. Or James Harden can't play defense, and he's not a team player. Yeah, he's tired of the. So play you had out. to blame it on something because blame had to be had. Yeah, had to be talked about because they were in those moments where Dame has never been there. That's going to be interesting to see right. how that narrative is for him whenever the expectation is championships, not just entertain me. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think, think anybody heard that. And yeah. Dame just, I saw, what was it, last week maybe, he hit his first game winner with them. Yeah. And it was a terrible shot selection. He's two guys on him. He, like, set and then, like, a hard, like, fade away to the left. And it went yeah. in, but, like, you that know was what? a terrible shot. Oh, Brooke Lopez, furious. Uh, you yeah. could, like, watch the replay. Yeah. Brooke Lopez is literally like, I'm wide open. I'm Brooke right is he had a, two to three guys on him, so somebody had to be open. Well, and he's a, Lopez is a good shooter. Yeah. Like, he was wide open top of the key, and he did not go celebrate. He walked away. You know the Bucks. They gave out wristwatches to the fans to say Dame time on. That's them. so sad. So like you're talking about marketing. An of individual. course, they, they have to. They have to. <laughs> you're a Milwaukee because they paid him a ludicrous amount of money. Yeah. Now, and and I think he's worth it. Don't get me wrong. Like he's worth it to that franchise because he's gonna put butts in seats. I think they know they're worse than they were last year. Yeah. Because they're more offensively offensively focused than defensive. Yeah. And they still have to let Giannis have the ball. I so, still think still nobody's really talking about them, but as long as the Suns keep hanging around, yep. they there's just too much offensive talent there for them not to they're, make a push. Historically, there has been. It'll be interesting to see if they can get it together. Yeah, they're sitting at six right yeah. now, 27 and 20. So. Knicks, Knicks do look good. I think if they make a move on someone, yeah, um, they and should. They, they don't need a superstar. They just need another component. They need a they're great, 31 and 17. They need a great role play. Yeah, they just need they a role player. Good. They, need, they need to add bench depth. Jeremy and Lin. Where's Jeremy Lin? Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity. He's hurt, dude. He's, he's like out-out. He can't. I think he's been out for a he's while. He's like barely walk, I think. He's Lakers he's, will make the playoffs, but not be just be an afterthought at the end of the year. I do so. I mean, no, they're trying to get to Jonte Murray. 
Um, if they get DeJounte Murray, I think that changes a lot because that adds defense and that adds offense. Yeah. Um, and there was actually, I watched a clip with Murray. I think he was on the, it was on the Reddick podcast and he was talking about his time on the Spurs with Kawhi mm-hmm. and how Kawhi was like, Hey, defense gets you minutes. Don't don't, you don't need to score the ball right now. We got plenty of people that can score the ball. Go work on your defense. And he did. He worked on his defense all summer and shocker. He got minutes. And he went from what's what's wild is working on his defense. He went from like seven points a game to like thirteen points a game, mm-hmm. and it was just because he got more playing time. Yeah, um, and getting seven, getting thirteen points a game in the Hawks with with Trey um, Trey Young is in, impressive. It's gonna be interesting if the Hawks are are kind of looked at like Oklahoma City was mm-hmm. a ton of talent, not be able to put it together, and right. then those players go off somewhere else and really make a difference. I personally can't stand Trey Young. Yeah. He's, he has such a big mouth for not really accomplishing anything in his career so far. We're going to talk about nickety names here in a minute. Ice Trey is one of the dumbest nicknames. It is. you. He deserves he's that nickname. Super. He also, like... He needs to cut his hair. Thank, that's exactly Golly, right. I can't say. We got it's personal real quick. What I, what I want to say, I can't say. He looks like Kramer. His face is crooked, dude. <laughs> like, what? It is. Let me... It's... Dude... You look at this was all right. So the, I wouldn't the, even talk about his facial. Go back. Hey, look at the thumbnail. Look at the thumbnail. Wow. Look bro, at the man. thumbnail of this photo. Look at the thumbnail of this episode because it's gonna be Trey Young. His face is crooked. Um, <laughs> like it is wild. His face looks crooked to you because he's like a, he's crossing you over and you're falling on the no, ground. When he you're looks like at a crescent moon. Like it, it is. It is weird, man. Like I don't get it. I, I, whatever. Like. He is a obviously he is a great basketball player. He is better than I will ever be. He's creating the image of God too. Uh, sure, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there are ugly people in the world. Like it is what it is. Um, well, I think the Hawks are not in the conversation for picking somebody up and making a run. No, um, it's the Celtics conference to lose. What about the Clippers? They dude, look like they they're could, still in the league. Yeah, they're good, dude. They're good. The Clippers are good. Westbrook looks good with them. I know. They so look tired. good. I'm so tired of Russell Westbrook. I know, but I'm like, I'm kind of at this point in his career. I'm kind of happy that he's at a place where he's still good. And he I'm happy. I so. can't stand him in any other scenario. Right. I, he's driv- driven me nuts for years. Yeah. But he does look happy, and it does look like maybe it's because he makes the Lakers look like they made a mistake. And I love that. It does. I love when the Lakers look like they're wrong. Right. Well, you have a lot of offensive firepower there. Westbrook, Harden, Leonard. I mean, that's Paul George. Paul George. Paul George. Yeah. No, uh, they they have a great. Oh, they got PJ Tucker. Yeah. Well, that's not an offensive. <laughs> a great defense. <laughs> that's not. No, great not offensively. Okay, no, but he's like, always got fresh shoes on. If you want somebody offense. to shut down Kevin Durant, put yeah. on PJ Tucker. He's been doing it since high school. Yeah, like since Del- college. Plumley. Delavadova did it against Curry too. He's the Curry stopper. You remember <laughs> that? That's outrageous. Like like Iguodala when he won Finals MVP, he was a yeah. LeBron stopper. LeBron averaged like twenty eight points a game. Like. Well, shut up, please. It's all relative, um, which is which is funny. Uh, but yeah, I think there are several teams that need to make a move. Um, Warriors, Knicks, um, Lakers probably need to do something right. um, if they want to stay relevant. Mavericks. I think the Kings need to do something because they're on the verge. No, no. And and if they made a move, I think they could. I mean, shoot, that was one of the best first round series last year I have ever witnessed with I the think Warriors the, and the Kings. The Kings need to stay out of the superstar market and yes. find find a. a, a DeJounte, how do you say it again? DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray. Wow. Hey, dude, let's, hey, how about they go get Draymond Green and watch Sabonis sure. and Green duke it out? Well, they're, yeah. they're hanging around. I mean, they're sitting yeah. in fifth. So. No, they're, they, are a, yeah. they are a good team that I think has the ability to really take it over the edge with a couple more 
role like key role players. Yeah. So get uh, JaVale McGee out of there before he starts That's messing out his own. Decision. I'd like to get through the All-Star break, and then we can start making some serious picks for who we think can win the NBA Finals. Warriors. Uh, that was where we were there last year. Way too early. Yeah. Golden State Warriors right here. January 31st. You heard me say it. Um, I, don't, I don't agree. No, most people shouldn't. And honestly, that's just a, that's a, I'm a fan pick. You had one too many ghetto gastros this morning for that. Uh, hey, they're made with real fruit, by the way. Honestly, not terrible. Uh, okay, so. Um, There's not much going on in the college basketball world either. Yeah. So. Hey, dude, I, this is the least amount of college basketball hey. I have ever watched. Duke just moved up five spots, so we'll take that. I watched. To um, what? 45th? Like what? Seventh. Are they yeah. really? Yeah. See that—that that is how much basketball I've watched. It's interesting. It's it's, it's at this point of the year yeah. where conference ter- conference play is kind of, you know, starting to define how good teams are. Mm-hmm. So Wisconsin was un unranked, and now they're like six because they've just we're won a games, month right? away from March Madness. Purdue has dropped down a little bit. You, know, you t- look at Big Ten. Indiana played Illinois the other day. Should have won that game. Yeah. Had a chance to win that game. Hit zero three pointers. Jeez. That's wild. In today's basketball, you cannot win. No, if you hit zero three. We were against Iowa last night. I'm watching the the stat lines on it, and um, it's sixty six all, and Iowa looked like they hit a three pointer. It ended up being a two. Yeah, and when that three pointer, which I thought was, went in, I was like, Indiana's done. They cannot. Yeah. It can't match that. Right, which is crazy. Like how from Indiana, the state of Indiana, can you not find one guy who could hit threes? Right now they've got they hit. Five or six last night, so they really made an effort. But they're not a team trying to shoot threes, which blows my mind. Right. Mike Woodson, NBA. Like, yeah. how are you not bringing that culture in? And and you're, you got big guys in the middle drive it out. So you're watching teams kind of define themselves. Um, conferences kind of work it out. UNC lost to Georgia Tech last night. And UNC, Georgia Tech UNC's was the garbage. most respectful court storm I've ever seen. All the fans <laughs> sort of waited, and they let all the, the team – yeah, uh, all the uh, North Carolina guys got off the court, and then they all came out and rushed, <laughs> and it was just so – it was really cute. Super nice. Um, <laughs> speaking of Indiana basketball, by the way, Trace Jackson Davis looks real good in the NBA. Yeah, he does. He is. He looks like the real deal. Where's he at? Uh, Gold State. Gold State. Uh, is he? And he, yeah. looks, he, he looks good. He's I, a 10-10, like 10 rebound, 10 points. No, I mean, absolutely. He's a block shot anytime. He's so thick. He doesn't look like long and athletic. Yeah, no. But he has got bounce and quick bounce. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm proud of him. It's been fun to watch. And he looks he looks more like an NBA player than Jalen Hood Shafino and some of the other guys that yeah, I agree. have come in recently for Indiana. But um, yeah. Auburn has looked good this year. Um they had won a they had won like eight in a row or something, then they lost back to back one of those Y'all Alabama, just dropped which eight, was so frustrating. They just dropped dude. eight spots. I know. They lost back to back games for the first time all season. It was so frustrating. It was such a stupid loss to Alabama. They, they Alabama, Alabama outplayed them. Roll Tide. Um, which was so dumb. But I will say Auburn is a is a sleeper Final Four pick um, from several yeah. analysts. They're very good. Tennessee is from a lot. They lost last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky looks good, and they just got got a guy back that hasn't yeah. been allowed to play. Dude, that Shepard kid from Kentucky, is, he's no joke. He is the he's so. I'll good. say what I said last well, week. The, Let's keep moving on that conversation. The top twenty five looks. I mean, it's all the usual suspects here, but I will. Yeah. FAU's around there again. FAU, U, uh, Utah State. Yeah. Utes is yeah. no, they're the Aggies. Yeah, that's state. Oh, state. They're sorry. sitting yeah. at 17, 18 and two. They're the Aggies. Yeah. yeah. Is A and M in there? 
two Aggies? They're not for sure. Uh, they're, no, they're not. There's no, no shot. There in there. It'll be interesting. I'm ex- we're getting close to it's February. I know tomorrow's February. We're so gonna, like um, we're gonna be March be, Madness before be you bracket know it. soon. And yeah, we're gonna have to. By the way, we're, we're gonna, doing a bracket challenge. We're gonna have to have some sort of like punishment for last place. In our Who brackets. won the bracket challenge last year? I I don't remember. We did one with the office, and Damon won it one Damon, year. Oh my gosh! So we need to like do it correctly. Where if like. Maybe not. We can yeah. use an app, I guess, which is probably for the like, easiest way to do it for points. But like, some people do like one point for each win or whatever. But like, that is lame because if you pick later on, it should yeah. be worth more. That's what we did. Like we, CBS Sports. So typically we, we changed ours there. mid with the family. Laura Beth did really good at the beginning, then Gray caught her at the end. Yeah. Um, he picked like Miami. Yeah, he picked Miami like, over Indiana. Yeah. And um, Ooh, yeah, when, t- the year Damon won it for our office, it was like him winning a college. Bracket challenge was like a blind person winning a coloring contest. It's exactly what it, it was. It was unbelievable. It is it's exactly <laughs> what it was. And then it, and we man, he did a good job. But I think we need to do one with the podcast. I'm, I'm sure no. we did, and just forgot about and it. There, and there should be, and and that tells me I obviously didn't win, or I would be talking about it still. Yeah, I think I think it should be. All right, last place. Um, all three of us, because I, I don't know that any of us are like super good at golf, but. All three of us should go play, and the loser has to caddy for the winner. Yeah, dude, I ride in carts, man. I don't understand. Yeah. I'll give you your club, but that's the. I mean, yeah, but you're gonna you're we're no, gonna, no, we're no, gonna no. buy you a bib. We'll ride in carts, and you a have to bib. With, with like the fir- <laughs> with the last name of the. We'll winner. ride in carts, and the caddy has to walk the thing still. Oh, that would be you glorious. know how much slow our play would be. Uh, who cares? The, Especially if I'm not the caddy. Like the course if you're chasing my ball, be down, having that. We're all over the place, dude. Yeah, it's, it's army golf. All hey, day. I saw. Speaking of golf, when we golf and I hit it out of bounds, and it will happen. Yeah. Um, can we do a left-handed throw-in without a penalty? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, throw. Wait, I, I also saw um, it was the it was like they call it like the crowd rule or the um, so basically it's like if you hit a ball and you know where it lands and it should be findable. Like there's no reason for yeah. you. To, it's not like three fairways over, mm-hmm. but like if there was a crowd watching that you would absolutely find your ball right there. Yeah. There's no penalty. You just drop it where you know it was in that area, yeah. and you play from there. I, I think love that rule. One of the last times we played, I don't know if it was Bobby P., Bob Patterson, Good shout out. Bobby P. Or if it was Mike Sostak, but I think there was a four of us, mm-hmm. and about halfway through, they were just we were all playing our own shots. Yeah. And I kept saying, hey, we should be playing best ball on this side because we're going to be here all day. And I think eventually they're like, Can, why don't you just play, guys play best ball? And it's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'm going to hit one or two good shots all day long, and the rest of them is just going to slow us down. Man, I, our first time playing with Bobby P, it had like just rained, and the course was gross. And we like we both played like absolute trash. And we only we only played nine because the rain came back, and I have never been more happy for there to be rain. I was in a sand trap once that day, and I think it took eight shots to yeah. get out, and I played every <laughs> one of them. It was not a good and he's, day. And someone tried to say something kind to kind of get me in a different <laughs> headspace, and I was like, don't talk to me right now. Hey, when <laughs> Corey is the guy that when he gets mad, he's like, I'm walking to my ball. Like He's like, he's like uh, I'll, I'll do that. It's like 150 away, and you're like, oh, it's, I, need, I need a minute. I'll see you there. I don't. I'm good. <laughs> I'll, grab, I'll grab my putter and my wedge, and let's that's go. A, I mean, that's a great move. Yeah. Like, that's... You get you get that time to yourself, but like that is, ah, yes, that's so funny. Hey, speaking uh, speaking of being successful at something, um, and not um, not maybe bragging about it like you should, because um, I'm not I'm not good at golf, but like we got some guys out there that are that 
a real humble. Yeah. Um, you should be um, taking a victory lap on your tennis pick. Oh, I did win that. Yannick Sinner. You're being humble. Hey, I'm giving you that right now. Honestly, th- I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, Yannick Sinner won the Australian Open. Yeah. Um, he beat Djokovic. He beat Djokovic. That was my pick. In the semis. Um, Alcaraz lost mad early. I think during our last podcast. Yeah, he did. Some, some chump. I uh, no, he lost his Zverev. <laughs> Not yeah. a chump. And then Medvedev um, had looked like had center beat. Well, he was up two sets to love. Yeah. I mean, and and I think for me, as I saw, because I I would I didn't like stay up and watch it because it, it was at like three thirty, um, but I did wake up and I had to pee. Um, so I like looked and it was they were in the middle of the third set and I was like this sucks but I was like I was like if Sinner can win the third set Medvedev's in trouble because he had just played back to back five setters yeah. and um, up until that point Sinner had only lost one set to Djokovic to Djokovic yeah. and so there the you know Sinner had legs still left and you, Medvedev you saw man and then you saw Sinner play on that and he just kept moving him back and forth it was it was an incredible game plan um, and he he. He perfected it, and then Medvedev just looked tired. Yeah, and then Coco lost to uh, Sabalenka. So. Sabalenka won it all, though. Yeah, she looks, um, she looks the dominant force in women's. Dude, can we, t- can we talk for a right second now. about how she could not close that out? She had, like, seven match points yeah. that she just choked away. It was so frustrating. I was like, can you just finish this, please? This is like, I don't want to keep watching this. <laughs> like, be done. You're, like, you're going to beat her. Just yeah. do it. Um, but no, I was, it was, I, I personally like the way that center plays. It, it is, it's not, it's like a mix between Federer and Djokovic play. I think mm-hmm. it, it gives me that vibe. Um, I also like the fact that he doesn't like make the loud, stupid grunts. Yeah. Um, those Gotta get a little get, extra torque on that ball, man. Those can get annoying. Is that women's, quick. women's tennis more than men's tennis? I don't know. I think it used to be, but like now, man, like this, like Lorenzo Sonigo, another Italian guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't, like if he's on, I can't even watch. Or like, you can't even Can't even watch him because it's like, ugh, it's you, so, it sounds like a cow, man. If you were to mute it and put on captions with her B, what it would, would be that? hilarious? It just like grunt. Yeah. Moo. <laughs> grunt. Moo. Moo. Every time Ajay Aliassim <laughs> plays, <laughs> Yeah, I, it's tough to watch. Like Nadal is like at the threshold and Alcaraz is at the threshold of me being like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. Um, Luckily, Sinner doesn't do any of that. Djokovic really doesn't. Every now and then you'll get one, but like for the most part, they don't, which is fantastic. Sinner seems to have a good head on his shoulders too, so he doesn't seem to get rattled too much. Yeah. Where um, Djokovic at times can get in his own head or yell yeah. at his yell at his box or whatever. And Medvedev's, he's out there. You know, we we kind of knocked tennis a couple weeks ago and not having color color commentary, and. Um, and I guess it was the center Djokovic game match. They had um, who's the the head case? That's Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios is in there, and yeah. I, I mean, he did great. He did a great job. I agree. He I, did a I great couldn't great remember job. his name. Who's the head case? And we immediately Nick, Nick Kyrgios. Kyrgios. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, I was like, are they listening to our podcast? Because that's that's the most powerful person you can get in there to talk. No, about he. Sports. I mean, it, it. I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed listening to Nick Kyrgios's commentary yeah. because. One, he shut up in the middle of the point, which was great. I didn't they, like sometimes they'll carry over their conversation. Yeah. I'm like, I need you to be quiet because you're not important. <laughs> um, by the way, Chris Collinsworth does that sometimes. Hey, hey sh- how about you just zip it yeah. while the Chris? You have nothing good to say right now. <laughs> Very rarely do you ever have anything good to say. We're here for the game, not yeah, for you. Yeah, the game is what I'm trying to watch. So anyway, um, Curious was quiet, and then like towards the end of the point, you'd you'd see him like because they they'd also like show him, and he'd be getting hyped. Yeah. 
And he's like, Sinner's the goat. He's a wizard. I mean, it was. Yeah. I love that because that's a normal human being reaction instead of saying delicious. Well, I um, think that's cool for Curios to kind of be more mainstreamed as a likable figure. Yeah. He than needs on that. the court, he, needs he can be really unlikable pretty quickly. That the. Um, Oh, what was the... They did a documentary on Netflix. They're going to do a second season of it. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but they, was it like they full they, court or something? It like was, some, or yeah, something. was something like... They followed like four or five people. Mm-hmm. And he was in the first season. And I thought it was going to... Because the first few episodes, like, oh, like, they're going to... Like, he... Like, I'm going to like him now. And then it kept going on. And I was like, nope, nope, he sucks. Like, I actually lo- like, like him less I somehow. remember watching that. They played into that. They definitely made him the villain. Yeah, was- well, I mean, he... I mean, the whole, like... He's he doesn't need a coach like they always just bring him down like and he just he it turned into him being kind of pompous and maybe even more so than he really is yeah. uh and i think that like jj reddick hits on that a little bit when it, when he comes to chris paul like as a like players like chris paul fans hate chris paul hmm. and and it's because there's this disconnect because we only see a little bit of what the media wants us to see yeah and we only see a little bit of what nick Kyrgios is but there are players that love Nick Kyrgios, and there are some players that absolutely hate him, though. So it's it's a weird sort of give and take. I'm not the biggest Kyrgios fan. I don't like that he gives up in the middle of points sometimes, or that like yeah. he, I don't know. I'm sure any type of purist would not enjoy no, his play. No, he'll, right. he'll do it between the legs just because. Because he can, yeah. yeah. But if he can do it, why not? Like, yeah, well, because it, I mean, he it's it's also like like um, Alexander Bublik, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes they're, they care about the highlight a little bit more than they care about the outcome of the match. And that's not what we're used to when it comes to Djokovic and Federer and Nadal and these guys that like play to win every single time. So Uh, if you're going to give center a nickname, what would it be? The sin God. Can I, can I say that? No, I don't don't, 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 know. No, I probably, I don't know, dude. I, I, that's a, um, (laughs) I don't think he has one yet. Uh, but there are plenty of, Nicknames to go around for athletes, which is our... Uh, that was an intentional... I know, I figured as much. We're going right into it. Yeah, and so... then you ruined it with a nickname. <laughs> no, no, I ruined it on purpose. That's what we were going for. Um, so uh, this week, we're, um, we're drafting um, like favorite athlete nicknames, uh, best athlete nicknames, whatever you want to call it. We may have done this before. If we have, you'll be all right. Um, we're gonna do it again. Um, there's probably some we're gonna do differently. I don't really know what you want me to tell you. Like this is what we're gonna do. It was that or our favorite color orange? Yeah, things. and that was gonna get weird real quick. Um, so <laughs> hey, let's be honest, the it was sweet. It was a late d- decide on the uh, record today. It was so. yeah, yeah. So, but we're getting it done. So uh, I think I have the first pick. Yeah, this you week. were middle last time. So. Yeah. So um, mine is a super biased pick that I probably could wait because neither one of you were going to pick it, but whatever. Um, it's it's one of my favorites. Uncle Charlie, um, Adam Wainwright. Um, so they call him on the mound. I probably could have waited for that, but whatever. What does Charlie have to do with Adam Wainwright? Um, so it's another name for a curveball, oh. and that's what he's known for is his curveball. And so they just call him Uncle Charlie. And um, it's so fitting. He's from Georgia. He has a southern accent. Like It just really fits who he is, which I, I like in a nickname. Sometimes they don't make a whole lot of sense. They're just like from one play or whatever. But um, it really, I don't know, it kind of encapsulates who he is as a human being, I yeah. think, which is weird because I don't think there's Charlie in his name whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, But yeah, Uncle Charlie for Adam Wainwright, pick number one. Yeah. I was wondering how many of our favorite athletes and nicknames are going to cross over. Yeah. I don't have I don't have like too many of those, but yeah. that one was 
that one was an easy pick for me. Yeah. So. And you picked Chris Carpenter, not Adam Wainwright for your favorite. I did, but Chris Carpenter didn't really have a nickname. Yeah. Or if he did, I probably would have gone with that one. Aunt Charlie. The um, Carpenter. The, <laughs> the Carp Man. The Carp. Yeah. Oh, Carp. I, it's probably, it was probably something like that. Just but an that's overweight wrong. fish. Carpe diem. Yeah. yeah, Carpe diem. Mm-hmm. All right, it's, um, it's on you, I think, James. Is that me? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Dale Earnhardt, The Intimidator. It's a great pick. Um, one off the list for me. <laughs> you had him on there? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a good one. Do it for Dale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just from watching racing back in the day, watching, uh, you know, it came from his peers, just seeing the black number three coming up behind them, and if you're in his way, he's going to put you on the wall. Yeah, I, know, I, I wish I could talk to you about this, but I know nothing about NASCAR, so... Even though I've been to the Daytona 500, I hated it. I played hacky sack more than I actually watched. That's race. disgusting. How dare you? Yeah, whatever, dude. I let me tell you the full story real quick. It's gonna be a fast one. I was it's dating NASCAR. Then it is I, fast. I was yep. Uh, I was less. dating a girl. Uh, that's when we got tickets to go to this thing. We broke up. I wasn't gonna go, and then my parents made me go anyway. You were dating a NASCAR girl? I no, I was dating a girl with a NASCAR dad. Dana um, she have all her teeth? Yes, she did. She was she was like half German. It was weird, like whatever. Her uncle had four toes. There's a lot to this story. Wow, that's a cool. That we'll talk about that later. But Uncle like, Four Toes is a good nickname. Uncle Four Toes. So they call me He's an old school. baseball player, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> all right, that that doesn't matter. But anyway, hey, I'm going uh, Babe Ruth, the Sultan of SWAT, Ooh. the Great Bambino. Oh, wait, hold, hold on. on. You can you, only use one on, of those. Whoa, 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 whoa! You can't say all of them. <laughs> I can say both for the same individual because. What Sandlot is one of my favorite movies. Hey, take it off the list. And The Great Bambino is mine. You talking about that wimpy deer? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. No, I mean, he's in the discussion of greatest of all time, but um, I think it's just a really cool nickname. And because in in, in The Sandlot, it was ridiculous that... um, Oh, yeah. um, You got to know. The Smalls didn't know what they were talking about um, because everybody knows who The Great Bambino is. Yeah. So um, everybody. Everybody. Oh, I didn't know. I'm not going to take this. Do one. I do two? You get two, man. I do two. All right. Um, I liked. I looked at the names of the nicknames more than I did the individual. Right. Um, I like um, Teddy Ball Game. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Teddy yeah. Ball Game. Teddy Ball Game. Ball I mean, right. that's that's a that's a a nickname before its time because that sounds like a nickname someone would give someone today. Right. But. Um, yeah, Ted Williams was great. He's going to be great again when they thaw out his head and you know, do all those things. Yeah, him and Walt Disney. Yeah. I agree. Teddy ball game. Teddy ball game. All right, James. Yep. I'm going to go with The Fridge. The William, William Perry. Dude, I'm Holy just killing cow. your list, huh? Hey, I've me. met him. Fun fact. Have you really? Yeah, he, lived, he has a house in Aiken, South Carolina. Yeah, I meet, him, I meet him about every one in the morning when I'm looking for a snack. Well, and apparently, uh, I did not know this, but the backstory, his nickname came during freshman year at Clemson when him and a teammate barely fit into an ele- elevator uh, <laughs> at the same time. That's awesome. There I don't fridge, know where Fridge came fridge. from, but you know, I guess he's just as big as a he is six, five, three fifty. He's as big three, as a fridge. Yeah. Dude's yeah. massive. He like he shakes your forearm. He doesn't shake your hand. He's a awesome. big human being. Um all right, I'm gonna go white chocolate. Ooh. Uh, Jason yeah. Williams. Yeah. I Will. I mean it, the best, flashiest passer of all time. John Stockton is the greatest passer of all time. The shorts are just a little but too high. the flashiest passer of all time. Like I wanna make Passes like white chocolate, Jason Williams. Like he's been on a lot of podcasts recently. He's yeah, been making well, he, his way around. I mean, because I think that he, you know, him and Randy Moss from the same high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the quarterback. Could you imagine? There, that, that'd that's, be that's crazy. so much fun to that's, watch. What cool! 
What a cool high school in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, hey, you keep eating in those um, ghetto gastro pastries, and they're going to be calling you white chocolate. I would honestly, I would love that. But those are strawberry. That or their fridge. I don't know. One of the two depends on how many calories are in them. They're, it's not healthy at all. <laughs> um. All right, white chocolate. I'm going to go with. Uh, this might be controversial, but I'm going to go with Tiger. Yeah. Woods. Because his name is Eldrick. Yeah. Eldrick, yeah. Um. I. Be, it's Tiger. That's all anyone ever actually calls him. It's like Madonna. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's... It's the one name. It you is know just his about. name, yeah. and it's crazy that that's not... I actually didn't know that until, like, maybe a few months ago. I was like, oh, Tiger's not his real name. I thought his parents were just wild with it. Yeah. And, uh, no, his name is Eldrick. So, yeah, Tiger is a sweet nickname. I mean, obviously, you get the little head cover or whatever on the I, I was going to say that. I always wanted one of those head covers. Yeah, I, right? I still, like, I don't even play golf that much, but I might go buy one. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's solid. Gets the job done. There you go. Um, slightly intimidating, but also not because that's just what people call him now. So, you think his, I think his family calls him that? Yes. You think it's just, he, that's, okay, I'm cool with that. I think they call him T-Gray. <laughs> L.T. Gray? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, James. Is it me? It's you. Um, I'm going to go with the Minister of Defense. <laughs> Corey, I'm going I, I literally to... <laughs> marked that off because I thought I was next. Oh, got him. Oh, Holy cow, dude. You're taking him. three on Reggie list. White. I'm glad I got 20 on this list. Which uh, <laughs> White was an ordained minister and a man of devout faith. I love that. Rest you, in peace, Reggie. You, you handled that a lot better than I was going to anyway, so. <laughs> you said you you encapsulated that really well. I had yes, Minister of Defense. Yeah, I like that one. Good, thanks, Corey. Right, now my turn. Yeah. All right. Um, the human highlight reel. Yeah. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, baby. I thought that really describes his game really well. Absolutely. And um and so with that too, then I'm going Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. Yep. I thought both of those descriptions of who those players were absolutely very fitting. Um, yeah. fitting, very fitting. So I, I like the big fundamental. I'm a big fundamental basketball guy. I like setting screens and making good passes. Yeah. Um, but um, Dominique Wilkins was incredible. Um, but the human highlight reel and then um, the big fundamental. Yeah. That's that's three and four for me. It is. I'm disappointed. I only have one left. I've got this 16 one, left dude, I on my list. I got so many. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm convinced, though, that he's still going to take another one of mine. I'm, I'm going to try. Who's it? Is it it's you. It's me you. again? Yeah. I'm going to go with the crime dog. Fred McGriff. Oh, Fred McGriff. That one. Yeah. Um, used to be a big Braves fan back in the day, so it kind of uh, fits in there. But the nickname actually came from Chris Berman, is what I what I read. Really? Because you, know, you know he'd always give you some off the wall, colorful, um, you know, description. So coming off the uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet actually. McGruff the crime dog. Yeah, I was wondering. Berman was he he would just kind of like just open say thoughts, stuff. say whatever yeah. came to his head. And it was it was appropriate, yeah. which was good. So he could do that, but yeah. some people couldn't. But yeah, crime dog, crime dog. Um, all right. Is my last two picks, dude? Yeah, this is going by way too fast. I know. Oh man! All right. Um, I'm gonna go with the kid, um, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm, it's a good um, one. Yep. I, I just like iconic backwards hat. I mean, just probably the the best looking swing baseball has ever seen. And honestly, just kind of like an upstanding human being in general, was loyal to his fan bases in Seattle and somehow also Cincinnati. Like, I, it was weird how 
both franchises equally consider him like well, senior was with Cincinnati too. Yeah, and having them together, there was a special time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a cool like I don't know, I the kid, the yeah. kid, and the kid is just so solid. Like to watch him also play in the outfield with his dad at one point is sick. Yeah, um, and then all right, so my next one will go with Doctor J, yeah. um, just because I think that that's like. So apparently it came from like he called one of his friends professor and in return they called him doctor mm-hmm. and then it just turned into because obviously his name is Julius Irving. He knew the professor? Uh, no. I, I don't, I don't know. But like Dr. J just seems so like, I don't know. It's, it's That's just iconic, like smooth sort of nickname that like, yet again, it's just what people call him. It's yeah. not even like, I don't think of him as Julius Irving. I think of him as Dr. J. Dr. J, yeah. And I guess that means that you have a pretty incredible nickname if that's just what people call you. So, there you go. And then there was oh, there's like 50 million more but go ahead. we'll talk about them afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I this got is five for me. Yeah. That's your last one. Um, I'm going to go with a local legend here. Okay. Sweet Pea. Oh, Pernell wow. Whitaker. I thought you were going Allen Iverson. Oh, yeah. That's uh, where I was going to go. Sweet Pea, that's a good one too. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, and apparently that's a mistake as well cuz his fans used to call him Sweet Pete. Yeah. Oh, that's but, awesome. But um, a sports writer called him Sweet Pea one time and it stuck. That's so oh, much. Better. And there's I nothing worse that. than getting punched in the face by some other nickname of Sweet Pea. You're so. not lying, dude. <laughs> You're not lying. All right, Corey, last pick. Last pick. Man, I got some um, Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's he may have given himself that nickname. He probably which is did. incredible, right? So, like, a sports writer gives a nickname by accident. He's like, "Hey, I'm the greatest." Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Muhammad Ali, um, the greatest, and it doesn't roll off the tongue as as better as good as some. Yeah. So I had um, Red Grange, the Galloping Ghost. Yeah, that's real poetic. I really like that one. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, I mean, there's I mean, Larry there's, Bird, the Hick from French the Lick. Hick from, I thought, I thought I, about that, but I was like, I can't take. <laughs> I that thought, for Corey. I sure, I thought for sure Corey's going to say that. We talked about Larry one. Bird. I've talked about him so much, especially last week. So I had some of my picks from last week. Yeah, Charlie Hustle, um, the the Hick from French Lick. You know, I mean, the Admiral David yeah. Robinson, solid. Pete uh, Maravich, Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete. I had the glove magic. Yeah, I like that one. A we lot even say up. magic. Yeah. Like yet again, that's his name. Like yeah. it's not his name, but. Yeah, but eights aren't magic. Um, I like The Matrix. Sean Marion. The Matrix. The Truth. It was hard to also... Paul not- Pierce. Because it looked yeah, like the ball coming out of Sean Marion's hands yeah. was coming out of the oh, Matrix. Oh, wait. Who did... Wait. Um, the Answer. Alan Iverson. Right. Like, yeah. A lot of these. Um, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Ray Allen. Ray yeah. Allen. Yeah. Man. Gosh. There's so many good ones. <laughs> like Big Shot Bob. Uh, yes. Big the Big Robert Unit. Robert Ory. Yes. Randy Johnson. There's... Um, there's there's a plethora. There's so many. Walter Payton's sweetness. Mm-hmm. I like that too, and I think that describes him. You know, just yeah, his movements and things. So it's just I don't know. There's a really uh, nicknames are fun, um, yeah. and they don't all have to be like the best players to have a really cool nickname. Um, hey, you were talking about Ken Griffey Jr., the kid, and Ken Griffey Sr. Do you know um, McCaffrey, uh, Christian McCaffrey? If he wins, it'll be the he and his dad. Oh, be the, yeah, the first, be the first the time team, right? father and son of one That's with the same team cool. Super Bowl. Yeah, Ed McCaffrey was. He was McCaffrey didn't have a nickname, does he? CMC. CMC. Know. I mean, it's initials, but CMC. Yeah, you know me. Run CMC. Yeah, yeah run CMC. Hey, I wish we I were on I've video seen shirts today. Like that. What? I think I've seen those shirts. Yeah, yeah. Run CMC. Oh yeah, run yeah, CMC. yeah, yeah. I wish we could see your shirt today. You got a Western Illinois Leathernecks. Leathernecks. Yeah. So my boy Logan Reidelberger, he was in my youth group in St. Louis. Um, 
this is uh, the baseball team that he plays for, and um, that's an NIL. NIL he's, he's getting some NIL money right now. Yeah. So Logan, you're welcome. Um, this hoodie was way too much money, but I'm here for support. That's cool. <laughs> uh, it says Reidelberg on the back. Is his number? I think it's super cool. I him, and then I have actually. I didn't even realize this until Lauren actually told me there. I have another kid who's also eligible for some NIL money. Um, uh, Grant Murphy. Who? No, not Grant Murphy. Grant Slatten. Sorry, his Grant Slatten plays for Tennessee Tech. Uh, their further basketball team. Um, he just got injured, had to have soldier surgery, which is unfortunate. Kid's a heck of a basketball player. He's got, he's like six four, um, six five. He, I mean, like he's got crazy bounce. I mean, he's touching like top of the square. Like he is, yeah. he is, he is up there. Um, That's uh, Western Illinois. Not a like any type of military school, are they? Uh, I don't think so. Because I didn't know, I didn't know what a leatherneck was. I'd yeah, have heard it's it, like but Marines. it's a military slang term for like service members because of like the. Oh yeah, they used to wear like a leather thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, their their mascot is a bulldog. I don't really know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I really only know that because of the hoodie. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, shout out Lou and Rylberger and NIL. You're kind of ruining a lot of things uh, for a lot of college. There the news. Florida, Florida State, Tennessee. Yeah. There's a lot of schools right now trying to manage that, not doing it effectively. It'll be interesting. I wonder how much the NCAA wants to throw teams under the bus because they're making the NCAA look bad. Right. And then now it's, hey, we're going to crack down on this. Yeah. But, um, hey, you let that Pandora, you open Pandora's box, you let that out of the box way too soon, NCAA, and now yeah. what? Now what? we don't know what to do with as it. As soon as, I mean, like, surely they knew this slippery slope was going to happen. Like, eventually yeah. it was just going to be like, I can get paid whenever I feel like it. And by however means necessary, right? And it's going to be impossible. Oh, it's going to get so messy. To completely, you know, navigate and, and you know, identify anybody who's doing it incorrectly. It's money. It's the Oh, it's money. And you know, like, there's gambling involved. There's, I'm sure there's mob. Like, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that are going to get connected to some of where this money comes from and how it's. Yep. I mean, not everybody's going to be above board on how to do it. So, no, of course, it's not. been wild to watch. That's what money does. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what that's what the desire of money does is yeah. it, is it creates pro- more money, more problems, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's the root of all evil. Biggie's been saying it for a hot. Well, he does. Say oh, it. Jesus he did says say it too. Yeah. Now, Biggie's still alive. I believe in that full, fully. Him and Tupac are chilling. Um, they're best friends. Okay. Sure. Secretly. 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 All right. Well, that's a good way that's to kind of wrap podcast. up with the um, with ghetto, ghetto gastros. Kind of make I, a full circle. We'll come back. Coming full circle. All right. Well, hey. Um, last week was two hours long. We didn't quite get there, but we're like an hour and a half. So, mm-hmm. okay. um, let us know if you like a longer format. I think that it was a little bit easier for us for whatever reason last week. Just kind of get there, um, just because there was there are obviously more games to talk about. Yeah. But and ghetto do- gastro, if you want to sponsor us. Yeah, um, come on. Well, I mean, you got like that was like four bucks. So yeah, we know that you're rolling in money because it was not worth four dollars. I do think that we should have recorded after your dentist appointment though. That would have been pretty comical. Yeah, I'm about to give you four fillings, which would be a good time. Yeah. Um, and then I'm supposed to teach class somehow, probably with some wild lisp and just drool. water just dripping right. out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, well, we hope that doesn't happen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us this week, and I hope that you join us next week as well. Have a good one.